question. Yeah. What part of this makes it true crime? It's all legal court stuff. Oh. And what what is being allowed to happen using the law, honestly. Mm. This is not really an appropriate use of a conservatorship. I don't, I don't know. I know what it is. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to tell you. So let's go ahead and get into it because it's going to be a long one. Oh, boy. Welcome to another episode of True Crime Creepers, where we talk about all the real-life creeps, from serial killers to con artists. I'm Kristen, the true crime fanatic who loves to tell these stories. And I'm Mogap, the true crime newbie who hasn't heard any of them. This episode is sponsored by Pros. Supporting our sponsors really helps support the show. A couple of years ago, I decided it was probably time I figure out some kind of skincare routine, but the problem was, and has always been, too many options. I don't know exactly what I need or what's best for me and my skin. So thus far, my solution has been to just buy a skincare line off the shelf and hope it helps. But that's all about to change when my custom skincare from Pros comes in. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. In fact, in a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, Pro's proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. That's 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash creepers. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash creepers for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash creepers. Today, I am telling you all about Britney Spears. <gasps> oh, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Specifically about the Free Britney movement that protests the conservatorship Britney has been under since 2008. I guess I have a lot of questions. I obviously, I know everyone thinks I've been living under a rock, but I know that there's this free Britney movement. I just don't know really any details about it. I know that, didn't something just come out like a documentary or a TV show or something that people are like freaking out about? Yes. So I have wanted to do an episode on Britney Spears for a while, like specifically focusing on the free Britney movement. But it was really intimidating to me. There is so much information out there and so much of it is either speculation or reports based on information from her team, which isn't exactly credible. Is but she speaking out? No. Oh. No. So does she want to be freed? <laughs> yes, I think she does. Yes. And I think there are a lot of things that prove that she definitely does not want to be under this conservatorship. But yeah, this documentary came out framing Britney on Hulu. I thought, oh, perfect. Somebody has wrapped everything up in a neat little bow for me. This will be a perfect source. It was good. I recommend everybody watch it. But that documentary, Framing Britney, it's on Hulu. It just scratches the surface. There is so much to this story. I mean, there are podcasts with hundreds of episodes devoted to free Britney. Really? 
There's Eat, Pray, Britney, and then there's Britney's Graham. And both of those were also huge sources for me, along with the documentary. Well, other than being like a fan of her music, which now that I'm saying that, has she put out new music? Like, when's the last time she released anything? Uh, I believe her last album was in 2016, and she is not oh. currently working. No. and Okay, I probably don't know that album. But, like, other than really, like, I mean, I would bump that in high school, junior high, you know, obviously like anyone did. But I really don't know much about what she's been up to, which it sounds like <laughs> maybe nothing. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. very intrigued, and now I want to watch that documentary. I can't wait. There's just no way to tell this entire story in an hour. So we are going to break it up into two parts. And this is part one of Free Britney. So what even is this conservatorship? So a conservatorship is a legal concept in the U.S. where a judge can grant a guardian or multiple guardians, and that could be an individual, it could be an organization, they grant them full control over a person's life. And her dad, Brittany's dad, Jamie Spears, has been her conservator for 13 years, sometimes with a co-conservator, sometimes on his own. There are two types of conservatorships. There's one over a person. And one over their estate. And Brittany has both. And it is a level of control that is just wild, especially to think that it's a father making these decisions for his almost 40-year-old daughter. (laughs) I know. 40? I know. She's 39. She's 39 years old. I feel so old. I know. The conservatorship over her estate means that she can make no decisions over her finances. Not only can she not make investments or make big purchases without permission, she can't even get a Starbucks or buy a song on iTunes without it being reported to the court. Oh, hell no. I probably need that for my Starbucks addiction, but (laughs) I would not. This is someone who has managed to make hundreds of millions of dollars since being under the conservatorship, and she just gets an allowance each month. Like, God forbid she want to buy something like lingerie. She's got to have her dad approve it. Well, I mean, like, even – I just don't – like, can she buy a car? She is a millionaire. She's not allowed to drive. Oh, I've got – I got questions with a capital Q. Driving. It's actually really sad. She Wait, might not be the best mean? driver, but who amongst us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I have no place to judge in that. <laughs> she also can't choose what jobs she takes because she can't legally enter into contracts. Everything from her world tours to her albums to her Vegas residency to guest appearances on TV shows, all negotiated without her. And it seems without any consideration to her mental health either. So... We'll definitely get into that. Seems like the list of things she can do is shorter than the list of things she cannot do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, without permission. And she's not given a whole lot of permission. But the most controversial part of the conservatorship, in my opinion, is the one that's in control of her person. And I mean in control. It controls every part of her life. She cannot leave her house without permission. She can't decide who she hangs out with, where she lives, what she wears. She can't drive, like I said. She has to get approval for everything that she eats. She can't choose her own doctors or have any say over her medical care. She can't choose her own lawyers. But what she can do is make everyone tons of money. Like, they let her do that. And she did make everybody 
tons of money. I have like Brittany Murphy big eyes because I'm shook. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't realize it was so like girl can't walk outside and get a Starbucks or like can't go down the street. Can she right. step outside and does she even have a cell phone? No, she's not know. allowed a phone. Uh, I don't know. if she, Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know if she has a phone. I know that she's not allowed to call people without permission or. Why, why is this in place? Why is this in place? I'm not understanding. What happened to her that. <sighs> okay. And you said there was an or- an organization could be over someone, meaning yes, like, like, a, like a bank or something like that. What? Yeah. Which would be preferable than having like a person, like a relative yeah. making all these decisions for you. Like I'd much rather have a bank in charge of my money than my dad who went bankrupt. And we'll get into that. So this first episode is going to try to answer that question that you just asked. Why is this in place? What happened that led to the conservatorship? And I just want to make a blanket statement right now. We don't know everything. There are things that we don't know that have not been made public, like her medical records, which I don't think should be made public. I don't think we should be privy to that. But we don't know what we don't know. And so I'm just I disagree. (laughs) I feel like if I'm doing these podcasts, I want all of the information. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you should have to provide me with every exhibit A through Z. <laughs> okay, I should have to provide you that. Absolutely. I don't think Brittany should have to publish her medical records. And I don't think her team should have to like prove that she needs this by publishing her medical records. But I also don't think that they could. So oh, tell me everything. This is messy. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I didn't want to spend too much time on Britney's childhood, but I do want to touch on a few things that might be relevant. Britney Spears was born on December 2nd, 1981. She is the second child of her parents, Jamie and Lynn Spears. She grew up in Kentwood, Louisiana. (laughs) I know. I know. I I didn't know know that. Bless bless her heart. (laughs) Poor thing. So she grew up in Kentwood, Louisiana with her older brother, Brian, and her younger sister, Jamie Lynn. I didn't know she had a brother. Yeah, Brian. I made it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. Oh. Poor Brian. Poor Jamie Lynn. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> that's exactly who my bless her heart was directed to. <laughs> when Britney got famous, they were really portrayed as this all-American, middle-class family. But that wasn't exactly the case. Kentwood, Louisiana isn't just some cute small town in Louisiana. It's very rural. It's a place where today the median income is around $17,000. What? Brittany was born into poverty to a father with a major alcohol problem, an anger management problem, and major financial difficulties. By 1998, the family owed $40,000 in unpaid taxes, and Jamie had a series of failed businesses. Oh, my gosh. Jamie spent time in rehab for alcoholism during Brittany's childhood. He'd worked several different jobs, including as a construction worker, as a cook, and then he opened his own gym called Total Fitness by Jamie. (laughs) The Eat, Pray, Brittany podcast said that this gym charged like $300 a month, which is insane. I also don't know how successful a gym of that nature would be in a rural 
town. Right. That seems weird. And I'm thinking it must have been like a personal training type gym. But either way, it didn't last long. And soon the doors were closed. Are Jamie and Lynn, not to be confused with Jamie Lynn, are they, Correct. Are they still right. Were they still together? <laughs> Okay, like they stay Um, together? Right now they're together. Okay. Right now in the story. Right now in real life, current, present day, 2021. That's hard to say. It really is hard to say. They are divorced, but maybe together. I don't really know the status (laughs) of their relationship. I'm very confused by it. (laughs) It's complicated on Facebook. Okay, so he's overpriced Jim. Uh-huh. Closed down. And meanwhile, Brittany scored a spot on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, the MMC, uh, with people like Carrie Russell, people that Bogab's never heard of, like <laughs> Carrie Russell, okay. Christina Aguilera. Uh, excuse me, I know her. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, yes. Justin Timberlake, yes. JC Chasse from NSYNC, yes. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, everybody was on this show. Oh, my God. I know everyone in this episode so far. What? So. Except, for, except for Brian. <laughs> She doesn't really yeah. count. She says she still looks back at her two years on MMC as being the happiest in her life. Oh, that's really sad. I know. It filmed in Orlando, so Jamie stayed behind in Kentwood, and Lynn took Brittany and Jamie Lynn, who was still just a baby at the time, down to Orlando. Brittany was becoming the breadwinner of the family at 12 years old. Do we know – sorry, I know we don't need to get into – too much detail here but do we know how she got that spot on mickey mouse club she's just like hanging out in louisiana (laughs) well she had done a few things before then she'd won star search she'd gone to new york she had an agent at this point i just skipped all that but yeah so but so she's definitely like pursuing this yes Uh uh-huh yeah okay there have been a lot of reports of Lynn seeing Brittany as her way out of Kentwood and just as being this horrible stage mom. But I actually think that's not true. I think Lynn truly was just trying to manage having a very talented daughter. And I don't think she really knew the ropes or knew what to do. Well, and it's not like she's at the local like place hanging out with all the other dance moms and pageant moms to like help her out. I mean, if they're in this situation, it's definitely like new territory and she doesn't have people to help her right like. right yeah and i you know this is just one of those like no one can really know but i i i don't think lynn is a bad i don't think lynn is a bad guy in this story when mmc ended Brittany was devastated she moved back to kentwood with her family and she had a relatively normal life for the next couple of years she joined the basketball team at her school and just lived life as a normal teenager But in 1997, when Britney was 16, she got her first record deal with Jive Records. She started doing mall tours to promote her first album, Baby One More Time. And almost overnight, she became a sensation, which just blew everyone away. Like, this was in the middle of boy band time, and no one thought girls could sell. But Britney was a phenomenon. Oh, God. I just, like... I can just picture her in the in the hallway in that music video with her little pink things in her hair. And uh-huh. I was like obsessed with every boy band. Uh-huh. There's just yeah. no better time. I know. No I remember how I discovered Britney. Like I was I was a huge NSYNC fan. I mean mm-hmm. huge. We don't yeah, need to same. get into it, but let's just say I had a hundred and a hundred and ninety seven pictures of them on the back of my bedroom door. Oh, my God. Let's get into that. When we were thinking about moving, my stepdad at the time, he promised that we'd bring the door with us because that was the only thing I was upset about. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, we can frame pictures of JC on my door. He was my favorite. Of course, he was. Anyways, in one of my NSYNC CDs, they'd put a Britney Spears CD like to promote her. <gasps> it had just a few songs on it, I think. It wasn't her full album, but I also don't think it was just a single. It's but like an EP. I, yeah. And I was obs- – it had Baby One More Time on it. I know that. And I think it had – Sometimes. Sometimes. That's what I was thinking. But I wasn't sure if that was on that album. Yeah. yeah I think it was sometime. I think it was. Anyways, I was obsessed immediately. I told my dad he needed to go buy me her CD right then. I loved Britney. We don't have to get into this also, but I – through this podcast, I've started to really have a soft spot in my heart for your dad, who seems to get bossed around in a lot of your <laughs> adventures <laughs> of things he needs to be doing. And I just major shouts, major yeah. shouts, Mr. W. You're the true MVP. Yeah, you should go on vacation with us when I'm literally just dragging him around. I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> The nearly instant fame didn't seem to really go to her head. Everyone that was close to her at the time said that she was so humbled by everything. Once she went and got $10,000 in $100 bills and just drove through Kentwood giving out $100 bills for Christmas. Meanwhile, the media sexualized the hell out of Britney. I, I just have a few examples, but it was constant. Like, I'm sure... You even remember that. Yeah. She couldn't do an interview without it getting creepy. One time, some old male reporter said to her in an interview, to many, you are a contradiction. On the one hand, you're a sweet, innocent, virginal type. On the other hand, you're a sexy vamp in underwear. Like, Ew. this is some old dude. Yeah. I think God. it speaks very strongly of the times that he felt that it was acceptable to say that to her. Well, people still feel that, so. You think? Yeah, I guess they do. I think it's getting, I think they're getting called out more on it, though. So I think it's become less acceptable because people immediately are like, did you just really ask Scarlett Johansson what she was wearing under her Black Widow uniform? Another one told her, oh, everyone's talking about it. And Brittany said, what? And she looks really cute and excited. And she's leaning forward, probably thinking he's going to say, like, they're all excited about your album or your song or whatever. And he says, well, your breasts. What? Yeah. And she just looked really – this is a formal sit-down interview. This isn't like walking the red carpet. She stops and talks to a creep. This is like a formal televised sit-down interview. She looked really uncomfortable and embarrassed. And she played it off really well, but it was so gross. Oh, I know. I know. Ugh. Woof. Basically, people were very uncomfortable with her sexuality as an 18, 19, 20 year old. So it seems Britney started thinking, well, screw it. I don't even care what people think anymore. Yeah. In 1999, Britney started dating Justin Timberlake, and they're basically America's couple. It, what year was that? 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Everyone was very interested in their sex life because oh. on both sides, her and him were just marketed as the poster child for true love weights, especially him. Brittany was asked about it constantly. She always said she's waiting for marriage to have sex. That just seemed to be the party line that all of them had to tow. Yeah. At Jessica Simpson. I'm pretty sure that's where she got that whole thing, too. Right. But, like, why does she have to answer that question at all? It's ridiculous. I 
just don't understand like the late 90s, early 2000s obsession with celebrities virginity. It was weird. Like any celebrity remotely popular with the tween population was pledging their virginity. I mean, don't. Don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette then because literally there's always a virgin on the season and it's the only thing they talk about. It's like literally their tagline under their name. Oh my God. It's their tagline, virgin? Sometimes, yeah. They have like jobs and stuff. <laughs> they had that on uh, Married at First Sight. There was one girl that yes. was a virgin. Her, it was her entire personality. But it wasn't mm-hmm. like they made it her – like the show right. they made it her entire personality and it was just like – this what girl is actually show? pretty cool and interesting, but okay. Yeah, it's not a personality trait. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or a career. Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas Brothers had those purity rings and the media was constantly commenting on them. Like you got Nick Jonas at 13 years old and everyone's talking about this child's sex life. Like this is just okay for us to talk about. Like, he's probably like, I don't know. I just got hair down there for the first time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Great. In 2002, Brittany and Justin broke up. And Justin really took the reins on that narrative and made it seem, without ever actually saying the words, pretty much let the whole world know that Brittany cheated on him. Is that true? I don't know if she did or not, but that's certainly the story he was telling. Just watch Cry Me a River. Yeah, is that what that... Yeah. I, didn't he just put out an apology? Is it related to this this uh-huh. documentary? I think he, Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crimea River was. Crimea River. Major shade to Britney. It's so obvious. It's literally a Britney lookalike in the video. Oh, yeah. It's obvious and it was revenge. And then Justin did this radio interview and they asked him if he ever slept with Britney. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. I did. And everyone's clapping him on the back, celebrating. It's super gross locker room stuff. Like, it's gross. And he was on the cover of some magazine. The caption on the cover was, can we ever forgive Justin Timberlake for all that sissy music? Hey, at least he got in Britney's pants. Shut up. Gross. Yeah. That's what he was apologizing for because Britney basically became the school slut while Justin over here is the golden boy. Mm -hmm. Eat, pray, Britney actually has an entire episode devoted to Justin called Pussified, if anyone is interested. (laughs) It's like episode 13. (laughs) Yeah. Around the same time in May of 2002, Britney's parents got divorced. Crimea Mm -hmm. River was released a few months later in November And that just had to be a terrible year for Britney. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, it just got worse from there. The next year, in November 2003, she does an interview with Diane Sawyer. And Diane Sawyer needs to be out here answering for her crimes. Oh, I think I maybe have seen um, excerpts of that. She she was pretty, like, sassy, right? It was bad. She was more than sassy. I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, and I have linked it in the show notes. Right. I can already feel like all these rabbit holes forming. I'm like, okay, eat, pray, Brittany. I got to go watch that. I got to go mm-hmm. watch Crimey River again. I got to go mm-hmm. watch this interview. I, yeah, I it's had to podcast. do all of that too. <sighs> I wanted to do this episode so bad because I'm so interested in it, but I also didn't because I knew it was going to take me down 18 different rabbit holes. There was no way I could get through it all. So, mm. you know, there is information out there that I'm not going to touch on because I just couldn't get to it. All right, Diane Sawyer. Like, at least we did. We got an apology from Justin Timberlake. Some people say it's not enough, but at least he acknowledged his shitty behavior in some way. 
But at, the, at this time of recording, Diane Sawyer been real quiet. So well, and she's like a full fledged adult at this time. Isn't Justin yeah. Timberlake still under twenty five? His like frontal lobe hasn't even developed. <laughs> Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we gotta look. We we expect a lot out of men and. They need to step up, but before 25, don't put all your eggs in the basket. It's just not happening, you know? It's not happening. Yeah, but I also don't think that we need to use that as an excuse all the time. You no. Know, girls yeah. are just more mature than boys. Just boys, mature the hell up. I get yeah. your brain is not fully developed. There are things you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, starting with shut your mouth if it's not about you. Shut your mouth if it's not about you. There you go. Let's just start there. At one point, Diane Sawyer asks her about her breakup with Justin. But instead of asking her about it, she says, what did you do to cause him so much pain and suffering? Oh. Yeah. Come on, Diane. You're on the same team. <laughs> it was very much like you must have done something, not him. Because he was able to get ahead of the narrative with Crimea River. Yeah. Diane huh. Sawyer then tells Brittany that the governor of Maryland's wife said that if she could shoot Brittany, she would. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> How? Where and then Brittany says, oh, God, that's horrible. And then Diane Sawyer defends the governor's wife saying, well, it's because of the examples for kids, and it's just really hard to be a parent. Yeah, because that's, that's a great example for kids. Murder. Oh, my God. What an excellent point. <laughs> and uh. Brittany was like, well, that's really bad that she said that. She said she's not there to babysit other people's kids. And she pointed out all the other celebrities that do the same thing or worse. So why is she being singled out? Well, were people this up in arms while Elvis was shaking his pelvis? Yes, because they couldn't even film Elvis's pelvis. They had to no. film from the waist up because his pelvis was so racy. Did you not know uh, that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they could not fit, look. watch any interview with him. You will not see his. You will see from here up because the pelvis. That's why. That's smart. Yeah. That's why he was selling out in-person concerts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. You are see the probably good stuff. right. Yeah. You should watch this Diane Sawyer interview, though. I will rage watch it. I will yeah. rage watch it. Rage watch it. Move on. <laughs> this is so interesting, though, because I've really been having this like internal struggle after watching the Tiger Woods documentary of how people place this godlike image and ability on these celebrities. And uh -huh. it's just. Crazy. Or if you're Kanye, you place it upon yourself. And you're so <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try not to judge in case I ever get famous, because who knows? <laughs> so the next year, 2004, Britney got married twice. In the same year? In the same year. Oh. Cool. In January, she married her high school friend, Jason Alexander. But the marriage was annulled 55 years later. I'm days, <laughs> hours, <laughs> hours, hours. It was annulled 55 okay. hours From later. Years <laughs> to days. So I'm not even going to let you cut that out. Okay, 55 <laughs> hours. The way Jason tells it, Brittany's management team was entirely behind the annulment. He said they told her team that they'd gotten married, and her team was pissed. And Brittany went to talk to them about it, came back a while later and said it was over. 
Britney's team filed the annulment paperwork, and as the reason, the paperwork said Britney lacked understanding of her actions to the extent that she was incapable of agreeing to the marriage. And this is the first time that I know of that her team tried to say legally on a legal document that Britney was unable to take care of herself. Jason Mm -hmm. said that that was all BS, that feelings were involved. They really loved each other, but... Yeah. Let's let's define the word team a little bit for me. Like we're thinking family, PR people, who? Yeah, manager. her m- business managers, her PR people, her family. It's like a grouping of like all of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people that have other things other than Britney's best interests. Right. But do we think there's people on her quote unquote team? Maybe a makeup artist or someone else or whatever that's like Team Britney in a good way. No. Okay. Okay. There is one person, but she got kicked off the team. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So she had this assistant named Felicia Collada. Bye, Felicia. They were very, very, very close. She was the one that actually went to New York with Britney when she was getting her record deal because her mom couldn't go with her because she had Jamie Lynn. And Felicia would go on tour with Britney. Like, she was her chaperone. She was basically her second mother figure. They were very close. I think Felicia really, really cares about Britney a lot. Once the conservatorship happened, which hasn't yet at this point in the story, she's not under the conservatorship. Once Mm -hmm. that happened, they did not continue to hire Felicia in that assistant role, which she wasn't, that was just like the label they put on it because there wasn't really a job title for her. Mm -hmm. But now, not even now, when she was in her Vegas residencies, all she did was backstage tours for people that had paid thousands of dollars to meet Britney. She would give them a backstage tour. And that was like her job. It was not close to Britney anymore. So so literally they like, Mm-hmm. Squeezed her out. I mean, bye, Felicia. Uh-huh. You're done. Okay. Yep. Yep. Then Brittany started dating Kevin Federline. And three months later, they announced their engagement. Two months after that, they were married on September 18th, 2004. So within five minutes, five months. I'm doing oh real bad with the time. Here. Yeah, but you're you're leaving it. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, five months after they started dating. So they were married on September 18th. K-Fed was what? A dancer of hers or something? Yeah, he was her background So he was dancer. like, mm-hmm. yeah, in the industry, but not like super famous or anything. No, not. No. Yeah, just a dancer. Why did I think he was like a rapper? Like a bad one? Because he started putting out music. It was terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I tried to listen to one of his songs and I couldn't get through it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, she had her first child with K-Fed, Sean Preston, on September 14th, 2005, so almost exactly a year after they were married. And this seems to be when all the narrative of the media went from, you know, slutty sex pot to crazy, bad, terrible mom. Hmm. And that all kind of stemmed from in February of... 2006, when Sean Preston was like six months old, she stopped at a Starbucks with the baby and her bodyguard. The bodyguard went into the store to get her drink. And Brittany, while she was waiting, took Sean out of the car seat so she could hold him, play with him a little bit. The bodyguard got back in the car around the same time the paparazzi start swarming the car. If you see footage of the paparazzi around Brittany when she's in a car, it is horrific. 
They are vultures who don't care about anybody's safety. And this is something that she had dealt with at this point going on eight years or more, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, a long time. She was really scared of the paparazzi. So she got really nervous and she drove off without putting Sean back in his car seat. Oh, she was in the driver's seat. Mm Mm-hmm. She was driving. Ah. Of course, she's captured by paparazzi driving with Sean on her lap. And I get it. It's not safe. People should not drive around with infants on their lap. Car seats exist for a reason. But my God, the hate that she got from these pictures. I mean, people were calling for her to have the baby taken away, saying what a terrible mom she is. This person is 23 years old, a brand new mom, 23 years old. And I just don't think anyone can fathom that level of scrutiny and what that can do to you. Mm -hmm. Also, she says her dad used to drive with her on his lap all the time, so she didn't really know that that was something you shouldn't do. Yeah. She's 23. She's from Kentwood, Louisiana. She's from Kentwood, Louisiana. (laughs) I mean, I probably was one-year-old driving myself around. (laughs) Exactly. Taught myself to drive, but yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I also think about, well, it's interesting because I kind of forgot that she – I mean, I know she's a mom. I know she has kids, but I feel like I didn't ever really hear a lot about them. Maybe – I mean, maybe there is a lot. I just – was out of touch, but I kind of feel like if someone's a really bad mom, famous really bad mom, I feel like I would know a lot more. But well, she does not currently have custodial rights over her kids, and she hasn't since they were about a year old. <gasps> so. Where are they? I'm sure you're going to tell me. They live with K Fed. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. She gets Get visitation sometimes, but oh my yeah, it's really sad. Almost exactly a year to the day after having Sean, she gave birth to her second child, Jaden James, on September 16th, 2006. And things really went downhill for Brittany after that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around stressors, big and small. For me, this comes in the form of work, too many deadlines, relationships with people, irrational fears of the future. When we keep them bottled up, it can really start to affect us negatively mentally and physically. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. My therapist has really been helping me work on coping skills for how to handle my stress, how to handle day-to-day tasks that I struggle with, as well as working on communicating and improving personal relationships and just talking through problems with somebody who understands. It's something I wish I'd started ages ago. But finding a therapist is so overwhelming. Are they taking new patients? Are they taking insurance? And once you find one that says yes to both of those, are they a good fit? If not, you have to start the process all over again. If they are a good fit, you've got to figure out some way to fit appointments into your busy schedule. But BetterHelp takes away all of those barriers, and I'm so thankful. I love my therapist. I really feel like they took my questionnaire that I filled out when I signed up and really used it to match me to the perfect person. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com creepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash creepers. Two months after having Jaden, she filed for divorce from Kevin, citing irreconcilable differences. She was granted temporary custody, but within a year of this, she would lose 
any custodial rights over her children, and Mm -hmm. she would never get it back. She begins behaving erratically and seemingly unraveling in the public eye, and people were fascinated. Lynn, her mom, thinks that she had postpartum depression, and that added to her behavior. But let's break it down. Please do. (laughs) After her divorce, Brittany was seen out partying a lot with Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, not great influences at the time. My girls. Okay, definitely do an episode on them because I could, Paris. I know. Remember The Simple Life? Oh, my God. I need to watch that show again. I know. I loved (laughs) Nicole Richie, too. I know. And at some point while she was out at a club, she meets this guy named Sam Lutfi. And I'm going to call him Lufty probably 8 million times because I I thought that was his name until I was listening to Eat, Pray, Britney. And they keep talking about Sam Lutfi. And I'm like, you guys are Britney experts. How are you keeping saying his name wrong? (laughs) You know it's you, girl. You know it's you. I should have known it was me. Damn. Uh, No. No, I This guy is not that important. So. Why don't you just call him Sam? Sam. She meets Sam, and her parents have accused Sam as being the catalyst of her downfall. They kind of blame everything that happened on him. Eventually, Mm. she would hire him as her manager, or so he said she hired him verbally, and he'd even move into her home. This is one of those things where both sides are saying opposite things, and it's so hard to know what to believe, because on one hand, you have Team Brittany over here, who I don't believe a word that they say, and then on the other hand, you have Sam here, and I don't really believe every word he says, and then you got Lynn, which I don't don't know, and Lynn is saying Sam was terrible. So Where's Jamie Lynn now? What did Jamie Lynn and Brian think? Because I trust a sibling opinion. They think that Jamie Lynn should be under the conservative. She thinks – and she's one of her cons- – or she was one of her conservators for a little while. Wait, what do you mean? Like Jamie Lynn was over Brittany? Uh-huh. Oh, talk about a slap in the face. I'd rather Jamie like Lynn than Jamie though, but – Sure, but could you imagine like your little sister's now going to oversee right. everything you do? Well, and apparently Jamie Lynn's over here telling Lance Bass how bad off Brittany is and Lance Bass is coming out like, y'all don't know – what you don't know, and this is the best thing for Britney at this time. And I'm like, wait, what? Don't mm-hmm. Lance Bass was my all time favorite, my real crush. Lance Bass, yeah, he was like my instant crush for like, oh, it, was, it ran so deep. Oh my is god, that's like- amazing. <laughs> Mine was JC, and it ran. I mean, it was amazing how deep that ran. I had our wedding planned out on the staircase in front of the castle at Disney yeah. World. When I realized that Lance Bass had no interest in marrying me or anyone like me, per se, I cried. So wait, he's like saying that this is good for Britney? That makes me sad. I know. Me too. On February 14th, 2007, Britney checked herself into rehab. On Valentine's Day? Mm Mm-hmm. And okay, I'll give another disclaimer here. Every article said a different day for everything that we're going to talk about from here on out. But (laughs) it was within a day of each other. It was like February 17th, February 18th, February 6th. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just going to go with this one that this site helped. So, you know, so this is give or take a day. (laughs) 40, 40 percent credible. But it's all in the order. It's all in the right order. Anyways, around February 14th, 2007, Brittany checked into rehab, but she checked herself out the very next day. 
And then the very next day after that, shaved her head. Yeah. So I want to talk about this whole head shaving incident for a second. And I also want to put in this disclaimer for not only this incident, but everything that we're going to be talking about. Again, nobody knows the status of Brittany's mental health. Her medical records are not public and for good reason. And I'm not saying that we should be privy to that information. I say that only to say this is a young person who was recently divorced with two small children who lived a very monitored, very controlled life. She had a whole team around her to handle her at any given moment, which we maybe saw with the Jason Alexander situation. So is it totally out of the realm of anybody's comprehension that she has a breakdown? No. And I think if all she could control is her own hair, which Mm -hmm. it literally sounds like, yeah, Uh I'd probably shave my shit too. (laughs) Just like lose it. Yes. Like she can't even like go do anything. Right. I was stuck with Russell for six months in quarantine and I shaved his head. You know, <laughs> like I did a terrible you shave job. Somebody's head. And I'll tell yeah. you, yes, that's a good point. Because if you were on TikTok, which I know you weren't, but if you were on TikTok between March and July of 2020, it seemed like that's all anybody was doing. Every woman on mm. there. It's time to shave my head. They were all shaving their yeah. heads. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole incident was basically... Brittany walked into a hair salon with security outside whose entire job was to keep the paparazzi from getting photos of her, but they must have gone to lunch or something because they did nothing to stop the paparazzi. When she told the hairstylist that she wanted to shave her head, the hairstylist wouldn't do it, and I don't blame her. I would not want to be responsible for shaving Brittany Spears' head. So Mm -hmm. Brittany just grabbed the clippers and just shaved her head herself. Wait a second. She was in a salon? Mm-hmm. Okay, all of a sudden, this isn't crazy to me. Like, she went to get a damn haircut. Yeah. Yeah, and but they, they told her no. So she, yeah, uh-huh. so then she did it herself. I'd do uh-huh. the same thing. Why yeah. is that? Uh huh. <laughs> Although, I have gone to the hairdresser and been like, can you please, because you don't have so many gray hairs, I'm like, can you please just do the all white? And my hairdresser's like, no, I don't think you could pull it off. And I'm like, oh, no. See, supermodels do it all the time. And she's like, yeah, sis, those are supermodels. But, okay, so she went to get a haircut. Uh-huh. I'm just yeah. saying. There's a lot of speculation about why she wanted to shave her head. A few years after this, Sam Lutfi, he sued Britney's parents and for things that we'll talk about. And at the trial, his lawyer said that she shaved her head to avoid a hair follicle drug test because she had a custody court date coming up and would lose custody. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. I feel like. I, I don't know. One, I feel like you could still probably they'd still probably be able to do a hair follicle. I mean, yeah. I still feel like you got stuff there. Second, I think you'd walk in and they would be like, "Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> exactly, like, exactly." No, like, I think that. the shaved head is just as bad. And I think that her her reasoning is a lot more like what you were thinking because after she shaved her head, she went to a tattoo parlor and she got a tattoo of a woman's lips on her wrist. It actually looks really cute. Like it, it looks like a kiss print, you know, like a, yeah. And the tattoo artist said that Brittany told her that she shaved her head because she was tired of people touching her head, touching her hair. She just didn't want anybody touching her anymore. And I think Brittany was basically saying, I quit. You've destroyed Mm -hmm. the person that I was. She's gone. She's never coming back. It was her, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. I was now, just about to say, <laughs> this is her reputation tour uh-huh. before it was a thing. 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think that too, like you're getting over-sexualized, your appearance is all the rage, and like you're almost hoping, I'm going to like break free of this mm-hmm. cage that people put me in. Well, and now you've got the bad mom on top of that. Yeah. Your kids getting taken away from you. Right. Like everyone's labeling me as some crazy person. Here we go. Right. And that's what happened. The narrative was that look at Brittany. Look at what a sideshow she is. She's gone crazy. She's gone off the deep end. And everyone was just circling, circling, waiting for her to fall so that we could all pounce on her. I think this was the first sign to the public that something was wrong but instead Mm -hmm. of showing her empathy and maybe getting her help she became a punchline just the the butt of the jokes yeah we don't do that we do it all the time amanda Bynes, Lindsay lohan anna nicole smith who actually died and we're still laughing at her okay but like i do have a lot of questions about amanda Bynes, though (sighs) i know it makes me sad because i love her so much Mm -hmm. and it was so sudden and so unexpected wait she died no you're just saying like her behavior her behavior yeah 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 but nobody was talking about mental health really when any of them were going through all that stuff i mean they were but in a she's crazy kind of way yeah the word crazy it's yeah Mm mm-hmm a few days after this was the infamous umbrella picture. Do you remember this of Brittany in the gray hoodie with the shaved head holding that green umbrella, <gasps> slamming it against the paparazzi's car? Okay, so I, I've never actually seen that photo until today. I leave – Russell does this thing. I, oh. I leave my computer and Russell put funny gifts and stuff up. He knows my password to my laptop. Uh-huh. And he asked me what we were recording today, and I told him. And then when I went to the bathroom, I came downstairs, and there's just this photo. I've never seen it. <laughs> so oh, God. I've seen that photo literally three hours ago. Well, <laughs> it was very famous, almost as famous as the shaving the heads pictures. But she has the shaved head in the photo, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's holding mm-hmm. an umbrella. Okay. Uh-huh. And it just added fuel to this crazy Britney fire. What'd she do with it? The umbrella. I'll tell you the whole story oh. because the actually the paparazzi that was responsible for inciting that entire incident, he was interviewed in the documentary and told the whole story. Oh. So we actually have the whole story. But at this point, Brittany and Kevin had been battling for custody for four months. She had gone to Kevin's house trying to see her kids. He said no. <gasps> she left. She stopped at a gas station. She was with her cousin, Allie, and Allie hopped out and went in to get something in the gas station, and she's sitting in the passenger seat. Her legs are pulled up. She's kind of trying to avoid the paparazzi, but we're talking they are right up on the car. Imagine somebody cleaning your windshield, you know, and you're sitting there in the car. That's where they are. They have their cameras pointed practically against the glass at telling her that they're worried about her. And asking her how she's doing. And I'm like, she's probably not doing great, guys. And she'd probably be doing a lot better if you left her alone. Can I I ask a question to the people out there? Yeah. Do we need paparazzi? Do they fill a need? I mean. Not anymore. But do we ever look at a photo and you're like, "Mm, I'm so glad I saw this photo of Jake Gyllenhaal leaving Burger King, stuffing his face with a cheeseburger. I'm so glad I got a picture of so-and-so cellulite at the beach. Like, I don't don't need any of that. 
Why, why do they have a job? No, I agree. But at the time, it's gotten less now. There's not as high need because of social media, because celebrities have their own social media, and they can now be in charge of the pictures that you see. And they give you more of an inside look into their life. And so people are much more interested in what in their content than in a paparazzi photo. Yeah, showing cellulite at the beach. Who gives? But at the time... Photos of Britney were going for tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. The highest selling paparazzi photo of all time of anyone was a photo of Britney, $500,000. All right. With the shaved head, I think. I think it was the shaved head picture. I take back what I said. $500,000. Someone come take photos of me and my house. But just cut it with me. Like, give me a cut. Yeah, I just they don't get any, but they don't get anything for that. Yeah. You know, the paparazzi make, anyways, it, this video literally made my stomach hurt with how sad it was with them snapping away and it's so awkward it just feels it it looks like i'm watching a video of just britney being violated like it is so uncomfortable which i can't believe people can do that as their job like i would i know i can't believe it's legal yeah it looks so invasive it it really is hard to believe that that it's legal. And there's no rules. Like, I could understand if it was – or there are, and they just don't follow them. But if there were paparazzi, it was like, you have to keep a 50-foot whatever. You can't be up against a vehicle. And maybe that is a rule, and they just right. don't care. But, you know, whatever. Well, you'd think that they would have made that a rule after – Diana. Like, Princess Diana. I know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know the rules. I didn't – that's not something I looked right. up. So just, maybe they do have a rule of that well, They don't care. Right. Is this documentary right. – this video is in the documentary – yeah. And mm-hmm. is the documentary like a series or is it just one movie? No, it's just one episode. Mm. Yeah. And it's like an hour or something. Oh, it's short God. too. I'm going to watch that immediately after. Yeah. So she goes back to Kevin's house. She buzzes the door and he won't let her in. <gasps> and now she's really upset. She wants to see her kids and she can't. And so, like I said, she's with her cousin Allie. They stop behind this Jiffy Lube. And the paparazzi come up. They've been following her. These same paparazzi following her from the gas station to, like, from Kevin's house to the gas station, back to Kevin's house to this Jiffy Lube. And this paparazzi comes up and he's like, hey, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and then I'll leave you alone. Like, he's being some great guy. And her cousin is literally begging him to please just go. And that's when Brittany gets out of the car with this long green umbrella. I honestly don't know if it came from her car or where she got it from. She's got the umbrella. She just starts beating the side of this paparazzi's SUV. Like the window, the side of the car, just like beating the hell out of it. Then she gets back in her cousin's car and they take off. And the paparazzi got their money shot. And Brittany was once again in headlines for her erratic behavior. Oh, man. But you know, it's like... It's because she's obviously who she is, but like uh, we've all reached a breaking point, you know, and if this is your everyday, you're getting harassed and followed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many of us would like our breaking point on camera? Yeah. Like that time you had that nervous breakdown at the DG house and you were like having to take all of your clothes off. (laughs) I don't remember that, but that happens. I had one of those at work one time and one of my friends Mm -hmm. and my my desk mate, my cube is like pressure like you know weight is really good let me sit on let me sit in your lap <laughs> so i was like having a meltdown i had no idea what to do i was like should i call the police like should i call for an ambulance like i don't know and you're like i'm just really hot i'm just really <laughs> hot it's like <laughs> having a panic attack yeah we also didn't have central iron heat hey you know what <laughs> sis looks cute with a shaved head like i think i would not look this good i know 
Her face, she could rock that pixie cut. So during this whole interview in this documentary, this paparazzi guy, it's just so obvious that he doesn't see anything wrong with what he did. He said that Brittany never gave any indication that she wanted to be left alone. And the, <laughs> I'm sorry. And the interviewer off camera goes, oh, what about when she said, can you please leave me alone? Yeah. Don't know. And he goes, oh, she just meant for the day, you know, not forever. No. And I'm like, no, Allie, her cousin is literally begging you guys to leave her alone because she's like having a really bad night. And you didn't. And you got your truck banged up for it. I'm sorry. Actions have consequences. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's an umbrella, too. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Her behavior that night. Should she have done that? No. If she was thinking clearly, she probably wouldn't have. But I think it's pretty clear she was having a really bad night. She wasn't thinking clearly. You know, I know people that are like, well, that's the life they signed up for. They signed up to be famous and to get followed by paparazzi. But and a lot of celebrities, they call the paparazzi, you know, because yeah. they know they need to be on page six or they're going to become irrelevant. And yeah, that's fine. But they also were asking it to stop. Like, I think you can sign up for right. that. And then you can say, hey, I'm trying to, like, see my kids right now. Like, I I don't know. I feel like there's got to be right. some line. And none of them, no, nobody, I don't think anybody will ever be as famous as Britney was at that yeah. time, it was to a whole. I don't know. Our level. girl Taylor is giving people a run, but yeah. But Taylor has control, mm-hmm. you know, and Taylor has good parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and she's got a pretty solid like support system. Well, I would say too, she has the example. Like, who is the example for Britney? Like, we've had a famous pop star for Taylor. It was you know all these people like. Brittany, I feel like is right. I guess Madonna. Yeah. And I mean that was And is that a great example? Well, and then Madonna's like, hey day, Brittany was a baby, essentially. I mean, you know, like, right? She was very, very young. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that different people deal with it in different ways. Ugh, I would make such a f- good famous person. I'm just gonna say it. I've thought about this a lot and I really believe if I was famous, I would use that money, like I would pay <laughs> off all the things that need to pay off, and then I would just I, t- I tell Russell this all the time, maybe not famous, but if I won the lottery, I'm like, we would just put a bunch of stuff in savings. We'd like, he could quit his job. I would work at the Waffle House and that would be like our spending money. And then uh-huh. that, w- that would be it. That's the life I So want. Veronica Mars says something really similar in the show. <laughs> she goes, I would be the best rich person. Yeah. Ugh, money is so wasted on the wealthy. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> money is so wasted on the wealthy. So... In March. So all of that happened in February of 2007. In March, she checks herself into Malibu's Promises Rehab Center, where she stayed for about a month. Mm -hmm. After she got out of Promises, she fired her longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, and just started speaking about him in the press. He is now currently her manager again, has been since 2008. So he was not her manager for very long. Not he was her not, not her manager. Not, for not. Very, yeah, for very long. She starts speaking out about him in the press. Her and her father, Jamie Spears, they start going at each other in the press too. Jamie Spears told the New York Post, 
When Larry Rudolph talked Brittany into going into rehab, he was doing what her mother, father, and team of professionals with over 100 years of experience knew needed to be done. I hate when people combine years of experience that's like that, that as works. if like, that's not how that works. <laughs> you don't collectively have, that's not how that works. He said she was out of control. Larry was the one chosen by the team to roll up his sleeves and deliver the message to help save her life. They say this on multiple occasions that Brittany's life was at stake. Do we think that she maybe ever attempted to take her own life? Or do we, like, in these really difficult times? I mean, that's a speculation, but... Yeah, it's a total speculation. We literally have no way. We don't know what right. we don't know. I, you know. Well, we have 60. Is it possible? It's not impossible. We have over 60 years of experience with life. So <laughs> Combined. Yeah. Collectively together. Oh, my God. Together. That grossed yeah. me out. Uh, let's not ever, let's not mm-hmm. ever combine that again. <laughs> I hate I it. Hate I hate it level. so much. Yeah. He said, the Spears family would like to publicly apologize to Larry for our daughter's statements about him over the past few weeks. Unfortunately, she blames him and her family for where she is at today with her kids and career. Larry has always been there for Brittany. For this, we will forever be grateful to Uh, him. So they like went in and made a public statement like Uh countering what she she said. Yep. So she clapped back with, I am praying for my father. We have never had a good relationship. It's sad that all the men that have been in my life do not know how to accept a real woman's love. I am concentrating on my work and my life right now. Oh, dang, sister. Yes. And then in May 2007, Brittany posted something, a letter on her website that kind of explains all of this you know, February to May 2007 behavior. What does she have to say for herself? She said, recently I was sent to a very humbling place called rehab. I truly hit rock bottom. Till this day, I don't think that it was alcohol or depression. I was like a bad kid running around with ADD. I had a manager from a long time ago come in and try to direct me and my life after I got my divorce. I was so overwhelmed. I think that I was in a little shock too. I didn't know who to go to. I realized how much energy and love I had put into my past relationship when it was gone because I genuinely did not know what to do with myself and it made me so sad. I confess I was so lost. I mean, she was having a hard time. You know? Yeah, I think the the mention of like, I was like a little kid running around with ADD, that feels weird mm-hmm. to me. But again, I'm going to try not to make any judgment. She's here, quirky. But- She's a quirky gal, <laughs> Yeah, You know, I mean, she says some quirky things. I don't know. You know, that's just who she is. She can be really silly. She can be goofy. And she is definitely quirky. Spend some time on her TikTok, okay? I know you don't have it, but my God, it is a blessing unto this world that Wait, we live in. Wait, she's allowed – she has social media? Well, who knows yeah. who's posting it for her, but mm. – Great. All right. So July 2007, her divorce from Kevin was finalized. And two months after that, in September of 2007, was her infamous Gimme More MTV VMA performance. Do you remember this performance? Oh, wait. Is this also where people called her fat and she was like literally yes. like a normal sized human? Yes. And Not even like, a normal sized human. Like, like, she was like, she looked fire. Yeah. She looked fire. Okay. She just didn't have a six pack. Yeah. But like, she, she didn't have a six pack. Didn't she have had... any like love handles or anything. No. I'm like, I'm no. sorry. She looked great. Oh, and yes, that I, honestly mm. is th- that honestly 
right there is when all of my body image issues started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I oh, felt like Brittany's fat here. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, great. Well, let me just go ahead and check into fat camp myself. Right. You know? Cool. Like, I guess I'll always be fat. Thanks. I'm never looking better than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ever. She's like in an extra, extra small bodysuit or something, right? She was like, it was like. Or black, maybe? It was black Sparkly. bra and panties, basically. Yeah, like black, yeah, like, boy and shorts. And hose. Yeah. Yeah, like boy shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. So let's just recap. In the past 10 months before this performance, Brittany has filed for divorce, gone to rehab, had a very public breakdown, fired her manager, had personal issues with her family, finalized her divorce, was in danger of losing custody of her children, which she soon would, and then people are shocked that her performance is lackluster. And I remember that performance. And when I was researching this, I knew I should watch it again, but I really didn't want to because of my whole like secondhand embarrassment thing. Yes. I just remember this performance being so embarrassing. Was it though? I don't remember. No. Yeah. It really was not. Like what she did was was bad. Was it her singing or her dancing? I remembered her like tripping and falling and just all this stuff that did not even happen. She definitely looked out of it, she, like she was disengaged, maybe overly medicated, she, like, and she definitely looked like she was just going through the motions. It looked much more amateur, not what you would expect from Britney, not, certainly not the level that she was capable of and had been capable of since she was a kid. And then, yeah, people critiqued her body, you know, right. but she looked fire. There, this is not about that. There is nothing wrong with her body. In that performance, she looked great. But it is obvious that something was wrong. You could see it in her eyes. But isn't it funny how you remember it differently just because of what you were told? Like, you know, you, yes, you obviously watched it the at the time. backlash afterwards. Because right. I watched it live, yeah. And you probably were like, okay. And then you remember it differently because of everything you heard. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah, isn't it? And not Yeah, because I do. I remember her tripping and falling and stumbling I remember her some, not being able to walk really straight. She that was all fine. Yeah, like she, like she probably didn't have time to practice in between publicly fighting with her parents and doing a divorce and being in right. rehab. Like when was she gonna get like, you know? <laughs> right. It looked like you you know how like in high school the dance girls like when they were trying to remember their routine they'd be in the hallway like just doing little motions. Uh, it's but, like, called in their marking. Head, okay. Okay. Mark. It kind of looked like that. Marking? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, like mm-hmm. just kind of throwing her. I'm supposed to throw my arm up here and my arm up here, but that's like all she's doing. <laughs> I can't wait to go watch this. But she, she is a person. She is a human being. Like who amongst us could deal with a year like that, especially so publicly and not be a little worse for wear? Yeah. 2007. She, is that this year? 2000? Yeah. 2007. September. Critics were saying that was going to be the end of her career. But jokes on them. She came back the next year, won three VMAs. So. Yeah. Yeah. 2007 brought me down to my knees, too. It was a hard year. Yeah. Me, too. Honestly, 2007 wasn't great for me. At some point around here, Sam Lutfi moved in with Brittany and he starts telling everybody that he's her manager, that Brittany hired him to be her manager. He is described as a Svengali that had that power over Brittany, another Svengali over another beloved Brittany. And her parents blame him for her downfall. Oh, my goodness. A month after that performance, in October 2007, Brittany lost all custodial rights to her kids. She never got them back. She only has visitation rights. 
And even those were taken away sometimes. She also that month dropped Blackout, her fifth studio album, and started spending a lot of time with Sam Lutfi. I don't think I've heard of and that album. <laughs> Blackout, yes, you have. It's got, you've heard of Blackout. It's the one that, it's got Gimme More, Piece of Me, Radar. Oh, so this is all of those okay, songs. Okay. I don't think I knew. Yeah. That. Is this Womanizer? Was that her? Woman, no, that was woman. Circus. And that's the next album right after Blackout. I forgot about all these. That was the good album. That's got If You Seek Amy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a circus. Yeah. Like a circus. That'll be the intro. Oh, God. <laughs> And that brings us to 2008, the year that everything really went to shit for Britney, oh. as if 2007 wasn't bad enough. But your girl was peaking. 2008. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's when you became president. That's when I moved to Singapore. 2008 was great for me. Yeah. It was not great for Britney. On January 4th, 2008, Britney had visitation with her kids. And when it was time for them to leave, she refused to hand over Jaden, mm. the baby. She barricaded herself, or the youngest one. He's not a baby at this point, I guess. He's like two. Yeah. She baby. barricaded herself in a bathroom with him, and the police had to be called. <gasps> an, an ambulance arrived, and Britney was strapped to a gurney. Paparazzi are crowded around the back of this ambulance. They're taking pictures of her oh. through the back windows. And these photos are so disturbing. But what's more disturbing to me is the fact that none of her security is preventing them from taking these pictures of her in the back of an ambulance. It's ridiculous. Yeah, what? This is the same security that didn't do anything in the car. Situ- like, uh-huh. let's fire all of them, please. Right. Where is her security? She was taken to Cedar sinai Medical Center, where she was then placed on a 5150 hold. A 5150 is, according to the medical code, when any person, as a result of mental disorder, is a danger to others or to himself or herself or gravely disabled. This the next day, the judge suspended her visitation rights with her kids indefinitely. This isn't even custodial rights. This is her visitation rights. Oh. Suspended indefinitely. Britney was held for one day and then released. Hmm. One day. A 5150 is a 72-hour hold. You can hold them for 72 hours. She was released in one day with the doctor saying that she was not a danger to herself or others. Okay? Okay. But immediately, it had to have been immediately, plans were put in place to get Britney back into the mental hospital. Even though, again, doctors had just determined she's not a danger to herself or others. This 5150 on January 5th, it was very spur of the moment because there was a need for it. She wouldn't give Jaden back. Mm-hmm. She's in the bathroom. It meant that there was paparazzi everywhere. News helicopters were circling overhead. It was a complete circus. Like I said, paparazzi crowding the ambulance, taking pictures. Someone wanted Brittany back in that mental health facility, and they worked hard with the LAPD to get her there. This plan had... Is it you, Jamie? It might be Jamie. It might be Lou Taylor, her business manager. Maybe Larry Rudolph. Sam. Maybe all of them. Maybe her whole mm. team. I don't know. But this... I think it was Lou, Lou Taylor, though. But we, we'll get into Lou Taylor in the next episode. This plan took weeks to put into effect. And it included blocking the airspace. So it was a no-fly zone. Ooh. They had roadblocks, dozens of officers. But Why? It, it, so they said that she was put on this second 5150 that month. This is the second one in one month because police were called because she was driving erratically. 
But this plan was so extensive, it cost $25,000. There's no way it was done overnight. Blocking the airspace alone is something that would take weeks to get done. And this one, this 5150, is four weeks, less than four weeks after her first hold, where a doctor released her after evaluating her, finding her not to be a danger. And then immediately, they it had to have been immediately, they're trying to get her back. But, like, why would that <sighs> benefit anyone if you're making money off of this person's fame? And Because the next day, February 1st, Britney's father, Jamie Spears, and Britney's court-appointed attorney were granted a temporary conservatorship over her person as well as her estate due to allegations of early-onset dementia. Wait, what? He said she had dementia. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, I know. I don't even know. Like, Mm -hmm. where would they even get? Where? Where? Uh What are you even saying? (laughs) Right. I feel like I have dementia. (laughs) I know. Uh, Early onset dementia and an inability to care for her personal needs. He was granted the role of conservator along with this lawyer named Andrew Wallet. So a judge grants that. A judge granted that. The next day after she's put in on her second 5150, judge says, cool, you're – and it was temporary. It's always temporary. Yeah, well, is – I mean, does it expire? Like, what is – like – Well, this was 13 years ago, you know? (laughs) Right. But I mean, like, did (laughs) – I know, but did the forms, like, there's got to be some paper, right? There's, like, a form. Uh-huh. Yes. And someone signs it, and then it expires, yeah. I feel like. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they keep telling Brittany. Just six weeks, just after this, just after, just when this happens, then you'll be good. No. I don't understand. Let's free Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Let's free Brittany. Out? This is a very unique legal arrangement. This isn't something that just happens all the time. It's usually designed for elderly people or like people in a coma. Yeah, I was going to say a vegetative state. Yes, who are unable to take care of themselves or their money. Brittany was so young. I mean, girl's got a TikTok. She's got a TikTok account (laughs) and she can't. Uh Uh-huh. But there's speculation that she was dealing with mental health issues or drug abuse issues. So she would benefit from this layer of protection. And that is the end of part one of Free Britney. But in part two, we will talk about the conservatorship and her life under it and more about the Free Britney movement. So come back for part two. I am angry. I am angry. Yeah, I know. I'm angry. I need to watch the documentary. Hey, peeps and creeps. Thanks so much for listening to this very disturbing episode. We'd love to hear from you. So find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Creepers Pod. And you can also email us any feedback, case suggestions, or like really super cute pictures of your dog at CreepersPod at gmail.com. And also a big, huge thanks to anyone who's left us a review on Apple Podcasts. They help us out in a huge way. So if you liked this episode and you have an iPhone, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. You can also review us on Audible or on Podchaser if you have an Android. And be sure to subscribe to True Crime Creepers so you'll have our next episode as soon as it drops when I'll tell Mogab all about Britney's conservatorship and the free Britney movement. Bye, peeps and creeps.